0: Hi, and welcome to episode five of the Get Known podcast. This is Steve. For those of you who are new to the Get Known podcast, we interview journalists about the work they do and what they cover so that companies can better engage with press and uh, get their company covered in the media and not waste journalists time. Uh, Today we have actually a pretty special interview because it's a little bit longer than most of the ones we've done in the past. But um, I have to tell you, it's really worth listening to the whole thing, because uh, Margarita really talks a lot about some of the things that um, maybe are super hard for companies to realize when you're deep into revenue and all the other things that uh, drive the day-to-day work that your company does. So um, please, uh, listen to the whole thing. Um, I'm sure you probably won't be able to stop. So here's the interview. Welcome back to the Get Known podcast. I have a really special guest today. Please introduce yourself.
1: Hi, Steve. I'm Margarita. I'm Editor-in-Chief at Binary District Journal. And also, I'm doing my PhD at the University of Tampere uh, in journalism as well. Uh, Binary District Journal has uh, this agenda that we try to give more visibility to researchers and developers in new technologies. Because we believe that that's where the greatest content is for us as uh, as a medium. Because that's where you get uh, brilliant ideas. That's where you get uh, information which is uh, peer-reviewed, that is reliable, grounded. And that's where the technology is actually happening. So it doesn't happen... Uh, well, of course, like it's all about collaboration, yes, yeah? so we do speak also to business people as well. Uh, but uh, we want to actually see uh, technology in the moment of uh, creation. And that's uh, definitely uh, somewhere where research take, takes place and where development takes place, so we focus on that. Uh, well, with my uh, PhD it's a bit different topic, not related to technology, but what I'm trying to uh, kind of test what kind of ideas I'm trying to test is where the journalistic truth is at the moment. Because, <laughs> uh, well, we've talked so much about objectivity and neutrality and uh, all sorts of things, but uh, what journalists Write uh, about they say okay this is true, and this is this might be a bit too big of a word, so probably journalists start should start talking about the probabilities of this truth. So is it like 50% true or 30% true and so forth? We've seen some um, results of this um, maybe certainty. Uh, in uh, you know, uh, in different conflicts like uh, Iran War uh, and, and Iraq War, so like you probably journalists shouldn't just you know catch these these stories immediately and cover them with one hundred percent certainty. So that's what I'm researching uh, as part of my PhD.
0: <laughs> what drew you to this kind of 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 area.
1: area. You mean tech or research? <laughs> Both.
0: Both. Like Both. like on the side of the PhD, but also on the side of tech. What what drew you in on a personal level?
1: Uh, I would say that I've always been fascinated uh, with science and technology, how many amazing things you can do, how can you invent things. For example, even if we kind of uh, uh, see a few years back, like how Uh, telephone was invented or how TV was invented, just like how uh, do people come up with such things. And uh, amazed with that, that's why uh, I was also fascinated with new technologies like internet of things, uh, artificial intelligence, whatever they have, like machine learning and and so forth, big data and uh, also biotech. So it's it's a bit futuristic at the moment and uh, as I started first with IT and then uh, came to blockchain and uh, when I came to blockchain that was kind of uh, the Area the uh, the moment of blockchain when I joined uh, the industry was five years ago, and uh, uh, definitely it was driven buy uh, Bitcoin and different crypto speculations and people becoming rich <laughs> uh, overnight uh, because they had Bitcoin and did nothing with them. <laughs> uh, so that was the theory back then but uh, there was always a question so what is blockchain what can it give so people came up with amazing ideas like let's do this with blockchain, let's do that with blockchain. And uh, for me, as a newcomer to the area, it was exciting to see so many ideas, uh, so, so much inspiration by tech and business people, new technologies. Uh, well, definitely with the time when the buzz is over with all technologies, and you know, with all gadgets, it, it happens that uh, there is a moment uh, where people start to realize that you can't put everything on blockchain. So something should work out and not many projects actually could perform. Uh, and uh, those projects that started long time ago, I don't know, for example, Ethereum project, uh, they found themselves stuck in a way. So there were no new ideas, no, or, or like there were so many tech, tech difficulties, and regulational difficulties, uh, community difficulties. So uh, it's just interesting to, to watch it because uh, around technologies, usually there is also a community. For example, I don't know. We can take just very simple examples of uh, mainstream uh, tech giants like Apple, for example. So definitely, there is a certain community around all the iPhones and iPods and stuff like that. Uh, so it's also interesting to see, for me as a person from human sciences, yeah, from from from, from social sciences, how technologies are actually very human in a way and very social so there are lots of things to dig, uh, lots of things to consider when you are in the tech industry as a journalist and uh, that's uh, how my my story went. (laughs) And as for the PhD I would say that uh, I also come a bit from a PR side because that's part of my education and I did a bit of that uh, in, in the past but in a way I realized that uh, in, in PR you are not creating anything, so you, you don't produce anything. So it's more like uh, serving someone. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, it's a bit of helping other yeah, companies and uh, tell their stories and and so forth but in a way I wanted to create something on, on, on my own, my own kind of narratives, my, uh, my own ideas. So uh, that's why when I looked uh, from, uh, at the media from another side, not from the peer side, but uh, from the point of, of a content creator, uh, stories creator, something that would appeal to the audience, uh, I realized that quite a lot of journalists, they actually um, servants as well. So they, they they listen to I don't know uh, to the pictures for example, or they listen to the audience, and then they just sell these uh, stories uh, to, to to the audience or to the companies. So. Uh,
0: but is that coming from the audience? I mean, like, is it coming from the journalist in that case, or is it coming in a way from the audience' need? What, what's your What's your take on that?
1: <clears throat> it's a bit more complicated. <laughs> And uh, it depends also on on, on the area. Uh, in terms of uh, well, if you come back to technologies, I would say that uh, for for example, what the situation was uh, in with crypto media, for example, and uh, with uh, with the whole blockchain buzz and ICOs and stuff, quite a lot of journalists uh, were. Uh, doing stories about the companies, kind of undercover. They got paid by the companies and then they brought the stories to the editors and pitched them as their own ideas and, mm-hmm. and stories without saying, okay, so I'm writing about this company only because they paid to me, not because it's kind of a great story. And uh, as an editor myself, like I could definitely read through this, okay, so this is not what you, what you think, it's not a sto- your story, it's someone uh, who wants to be in our media, <clears throat> for free or, like, less expensive that we, or without, like, you know, a tag that this is advertorial or, or something. Right. So, like, a lot of companies would do that, and
0: uh, Especially, is that all over, or is, like, because in Finland I see that that's very rare because they have this super high standard in the media here across the Nordics, like, they won't, they're very afraid to do that, to, to be seen at all. I've had, actually, quotes taken out of of, mm. uh, of, of press releases that I've put out they put the press release out but they removed the entire quote from the CEO of the company because they felt like it was too much advertising
1: I think on the local level it's easier to keep it uh, quality to, to uh, mostly because there is peer review yeah so there is uh, uh, there is definitely someone watching what you're doing yes and considering and measuring and stuff like that if you or in media, in, uh, which is international, uh, with distributed teams, if you have contributors and uh, your uh, your main goal is to drive traffic, so you probably take a lot of stories, yeah, like get a lot of content that, that is popular among the audience, so that's what also happened with Forbes, for example, and uh, they had a lot of problems because they detected quite a lot of stories that were kind of purchased by the companies, uh, without kind of paying to Forbes directly for, for those stories and without, like, marking them that, the okay, the, this is advertisement. So they had uh, to lay off quite a lot of people, like, as contributors. So they stopped uh, working with them. Like, I don't know who the numbers, but it was quite a big percentage of people that they had to stop working with.
0: Wow. Is that is that like a... Do you consider that to be, like, a problem in journalism now? Like, I mean, we have a lot of content, and, of course, you know, organizations, news organizations, need to get paid. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. there is this sort of conflict. So they have companies or people who want to get in the media. They now have set up these very separate places within that media Mm -hmm. so that they can clearly say this is sponsored content and this is not. But, but now we're talking about that really tough thing of trying to get real stories into the media. That's a really hard case to do, right?
1: It is very hard nowadays, and uh, somehow it, it feels that certain companies are privileged because they know the journalist or they, they work with the journalist, and uh, that, that's why, like, probably it, it, it's also good for the journalists. Yeah, they, 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 they have, like, very... Uh, um, good resource of uh, information, I don't know, but it, it looks like the, the main newsmakers they're not changing so it's it's again Microsoft, Google and it's kind of 100% sure if something happened in Google it's going to be in the media but uh, like there are many other stories that need to be told by journalists probably then they're, they're not uh, 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 well they don't drive enough traffic to the website if you write for example about Google so well, for many reasons. Also, because it's a big company and people are interested in it. Because uh, it's a company that is well searched, so it means search engines are actually going to show you this kind of news. And so there are many things. And then the editor, uh, the editorials, they, the 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 newsrooms, they are, would also be interested in big stories and what can startups do in this situation. So they, unless they they come up with some super breakthrough or get uh, and acquired by Google, they they otherwise then just not noticed by the uh, mainstream media.
0: So, so how does it pay? Does it pay to actually pitch to media? I mean, it almost feels worthless. You know, it it feels like it feels like I mean, from from what you're talking about, it's a very mm. grim story for for these companies. Yet we have a room full of journalists here at Slush, covering s- startups and what they do. I don't know whether it's is it due to the niche, is it due to the, you know, I mean, you, you what what do you, what do you see it as, as, as happening? I mean, maybe they're not going to get in New York Times, but maybe perhaps mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're in niche media, maybe there's there's hunger there for some kind of story, something very specific like your own, right? Mm-hmm. You're covering mm-hmm. something very specific that isn't being covered by the media, so maybe the media itself is segmenting itself into places where now you have to clearly create something that is that is tied to a specific niche media to get that initial coverage.
1: Mm-hmm. I would say that what the journalists are struggling with is kind of to get through the noise, m- marketing noise, uh, peer noise, uh, and all sorts of noise that the companies think they need to create. So they are uh, over exaggerate certain things that their companies do so and what the journalists need is uh, uh, actually honest stories uh, something that you really do th- your real achievements uh, your real struggles and that's what make the the, the, the story authentic because otherwise if you if uh, you well if you send a press release uh, you always try to make it sound I don't know like uh, uh, very appealing to the journalists, uh, in 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 the opinion of uh, of the founders of CEOs. So we want to look good at this pre- in this press release. But uh, what we would probably search for is some uh, some okay, like uh, definitely numbers. Yet all journalists want numbers. So uh, how, for example, if you came up with some technology, we need to understand what percentage uh, um, of results are actually good, so how it's going to improve this again in numbers. So we are very precise people, we need to put something in the title, so give us the title, not again the story how blockchain is going to disrupt this and that, we want exactly what you're doing. <laughs> so this is your solution and that's exactly what you're trying to achieve. And it would be also nice to understand your roadmap, so what's the perspective. For example, if you're, If you're developing, I don't know, some social media based on on audio, uh, I heard some ideas like that as well. So uh, is this the, the, the only thing that you're going to do, or like well, what, is the, the, your, what is your horizon, so that in the future you would like to, uh, I don't know, introduce more content, like for example there'll be videos, there'll be this and that, so that, that's, that makes it more interesting, the, the story itself. Just don't lock yourself maybe in, in one solution, show that, that you're ambitious, that you are the, uh, the project that we need to keep an eye on. So we need this perspective to, to get interested as well uh, and uh, what I also like for example when I talk to people, I do go to lots of conferences and uh, I really avoid PR and marketing people because. I don't know, they don't know a thing. Thanks a lot. They, they just <laughs> throw in buzzwords. <laughs> we haven't discussed uh, things with you yet, but <laughs> I have hopes <laughs> that you, t- you at least try to, to avoid the, the, the buzzwords because they're super annoying. If anyone starts talking about platforms or ecosystems, innovations, disrupting, revolutionizing, like I want to shoot myself.
0: <laughs> Should there right be moments. more? Should there be more? I mean, we often, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to, propose that, that, that what if a company wasn't talking about just their product, but they were talking about how they were changing the world, or they're talking about something important uh, or something very specific, something original that they might be doing, or something about their values or something about uh, what they care about with regards to stuff, that, that their story is more than what the product that they are is. I mean, are those kinds of stories interesting, or does it really depend on what kind of niches we're going after? Because that humanity seems Mm. to be something that gets covered more and more these days also. I mean, you study humanity.
1: (laughs) Yes, definitely, we would be also interesting in, in, in human stories uh, because uh, founders themselves, yeah, they are personalities. And it's always, or no, investors themselves, they're also like, personalities. That's why, uh, as journalists, we want to show probably the story of the project through those personalities. So, for example, some people are more pushy, like businessmen, or some are more creative. Some has, you know, this amazing vision that no one understands what this person is up to, but he's doing something remarkable, or he's uh, uh, a complete nerd and <laughs> awkward socially. So, like, we want to see like real people as well, and. Uh, uh, if they are uh, passionate about something for example like know, Elon Musk wants to go to Mars and uh, <laughs> doing things over there and it, sometimes it's crazy to to, to, to to watch his ideas so but that makes the story and uh, uh, if someone came up uh, I don't know for example with some solution to uh, I don't know to fight plastic in the oceans or whatever and it's really remarkable so definitely we will be going to write about uh, uh, something but again we want also to see something practical because there's uh, lots of ideas and there are lots of amazing ideas and but people sometimes don't understand how to put it into life and instead of just you know showcasing ideas we want to showcasing so what can be done, what, what is being done and what's going to be done by, by this particular person. And driven by the passion. I guess that was also um, uh, the secret of the Theranos girl, uh, she actually did talk a lot presenting her innovation and uh, but I guess after some time she realized that without, if I don't show what the product is actually uh, like yeah uh, well no one's going to take it anymore like just you know the ideas that's why well, for many different reasons, yeah, she, she started faking uh, the data and, and and so forth. But uh, that's kind of what definitely is needed. So you can't just, you know, run the show based on one idea or passion. You also have to do things. You have to show the results. If you fail, it's also a story. So, like, uh, you A should... hell of a story. Exactly, yeah. So I don't think a failure is bad for a reputation. Like, uh, probably it's like Silicon Valley approach. Uh, You are actually more successful if you've failed more. You'll be more valuable in Silicon Valley if you fail like 100 times. You've learned so much, so it means that you actually have something valuable for the company uh, to to do, to show, to contribute. So if you haven't failed, well that's suspicious, (laughs) because it's not real. Yeah, that's why uh, probably my biggest uh, Uh, request for for the companies is just saying how things really are, like uh, your your struggles and so forth, because it's also going to help you. If we tell the stories, probably there will be some partners that can help, some talents that can help with ideas. So don't hide anything. Don't try to look better than you are. You're already pretty good if you're doing something valuable.
0: You know, it makes me wonder about the whole idea. I mean, we use press release a lot as a good way to sort of connect with you know, to have a reason. There's mm-hmm. got to be something newsworthy to actually take notice. But really, in the end, when it comes to talking to people and pitching to, to media, very often it's the story that gets written is something beyond what that press release is actually talking about. And that's just mm-hmm. an intention getter. Um, you very often have people pitch to you, right? Mm-hmm. For, for for your... Um, it's online, right? Is it yep. and, and is it... Do you consider it to be Finnish or do you consider it to be like... Like, where are you from originally?
1: Uh, originally from Russia.
0: From Russia, okay. Yeah. So, 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 do you um, do you consider your media to be, as the editor in chief, like a global, sort of like global from start, like, or do you consider it to be a Finnish media that's going global, or how do you consider
1: it? It's definitely global. Uh, well, we write all the stories in English. And uh, uh, the HQ of the company is in Amsterdam, that's why we cover quite a lot of uh, Dutch companies as well. And uh, uh, we collaborate with the Next Web, uh, our articles are syndicated on, on their website. And we do some other collaborations in terms of the program, for example, like. Uh, we can help, uh, in uh, them to meet researchers and developers, and also, but maybe diversify their, their uh, like program content of their conferences, because uh, definitely they 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 focus on uh, the business side of the projects, and uh, we try to show the r&d side so we kind of come in good combination so we, we don't compete we kind of f- uh, fulfill each other in yeah so uh, uh i would say that we are more like european and we are, we are not probably uh that much focused on the english-speaking countries as such but uh, probably something like the, the Next Web as well, even though they're a Dutch company, they write in English, so they are in, in a way global, but definitely the focus is on Europe. Um, that's it.
0: Well, now my question for you is that you get a lot of pitches and you get a lot of people come to you and all this. I want to know what the worst pitch you ever got was.
1: The worst ones, I guess, uh, always, uh, are Coming from uh, crypto people that try to sell you know bananas on blockchain and I don't know we uh, I I don't want to name the project, but uh, so a like really crazy especially in the times of ICOs uh, I don't know the initial coin offering, so where you um, fund fundraise uh, through uh, just regular people like anyone who would have some cryptocurrency so then. Uh, I would say that maybe 99% of those were pretty bad (laughs) features.
0: What made them bad? Uh,
1: Because they were just, uh, it was just too obvious that uh, they want to attract money uh, without having uh, a real uh, idea, I don't know, like a real project. So in the times of ICOs, uh, people were just trying to sell the idea to the people and uh, monetize it and then probably do something about it. But what the majority actually did is just getting the money, investing in marketing, so you kind of hear about the project and feel okay, satisfied I've done this investment so probably something good is going to come out of this project and then nothing happens. So there was no development, like there were some ideas okay we're gonna Build uh, some 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 factory or, or something, and then when you come to 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 the like to the location where the factory should be, like there is nothing, everything is closed. It's like okay, so what what are you going to do? So I would say, uh, yeah, they were bad because uh, they were just empty ideas, empty words, and uh, it was too obvious. I know you could read in the person's eyes like, okay, I do it because I just want to, I don't know, cash in on the, on the on this and probably do nothing about that so that (laughs) that sounds awful It is that sounds
0: awful (laughs) awful. all right but now i want to hear about the best one of the best pitches like what's one of the most memorable best pitches that that someone has brought to you as a as a company
1: Mm, probably the one of the recent ones uh the dutch blockchain company uh dusk network so what uh, uh, I was first interested about uh, when, when I got approached by them is that they get lots of support by uh, really, uh, uh, like, with, uh, by investors with good reputation in, in, in the space, by the government. So there is a blockchain coalition, for example, as, as part of the governmental program, and uh, I I can't actually feel talking to, to the guys how much driven they are, but what they're doing and uh, how much they are in uh, investing like their time and efforts to actually make it work. So if there is this dedication, okay, so I want this thing to to work. I will probably. I will do a lot of changes on the way. So the business model will change. The product itself will change. The audience will change. any uh, like the consumers. Anything can change, but I want to make this work. And uh, like uh, probably the best pitch was uh, for for this reason that I saw the dedication, and uh, that they're ready to actually uh, do things. And uh, when you kind of start digging for for details, yeah, okay, so. You've done this okay so we work with these developers so you are now pitching this project here you're searching for partners there but what about this and then they again had a, uh, had an answer okay so yes we understand like this is the problem so that's what we're going to do and uh, when i uh, ask them okay so how did you fundraise for, for 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 this project because i would expect again some ico stories but no they actually uh, went through 500 investors uh having like many calls a day and talking and pitching to, to everyone their ideas so imagine like 500 times you, you, you would uh, explain what, what you're actually doing and uh, I guess that's where you learn, and that's w- what, what you actually can feel as a journalist. So, this, this is something real, some, something that uh, is going to happen, something that uh, I can spend my own time uh, on like, learning about. And uh, that's why I, I offered an interview to, to the guy, and uh, we, like, there is an amazing story, babe, like that it's going to be published in, in the journal.
0: It sounds so interesting because when I'm watching you, of course our podcast listeners can't see the look on your face, but, but Margarita's just so, uh, like, she glowing. she's glowing when she's talking about this because it, it was very human and very, like, um, emotional like to see these people who, who have this great idea, but on mm. top of that are expressing such personal dedication to it. And, and I think that sometimes the value of that um, doesn't come through in paper or whatever's happening. So I guess they did this as a personal face-to-face pitch, or did they actually contact you via email or phone call or something first?
1: Well, we actually met at the conference. Sure. Uh, and it was a social event, so we were just chatting, and then I, I learned, okay, so these are the guys. That's what they're doing. Right. And uh, I also noticed that, uh, like, people that I respect in the industry came up to them and talked to them and, and really showed their appreciation. And uh, that was like, okay, so if these people actually recognized this one, so uh, why wouldn't I? So I started digging, okay, and then there there was a lot of uh, valuable information. Uh, behind this project so that i guess that i felt like i need to share this story because that's how things should work for projects if they want uh, uh, to become like real companies if they want to succeed probably that's the right path for them to follow instead of you know (laughs) sharing the same stories again and again of i have this idea and i think it's going to (laughs) work
0: and you know we get that a lot too it's it's uh it's sometimes hard to get people to get past that initial, like, why did you start doing this in the first place? I think a lot of companies are under a lot of pressure to generate revenue and and everything else. And so, you know, it's all a sales pitch for them rather than, uh, you know, hey, this is how we're trying to really maybe make a difference in the world.
1: But I guess if you, for example... Uh come to Slush and listen to the stories of the big guys, I don't know, Spotify, uh, ADN, anyone like uh, who is sharing their stories right now, uh, you will actually realize how well they pitch their own companies. Because they've done a lot of that, I guess nowadays they understand uh, how to show their company in an attractive way without creating, you know, this extra noise. So they speak about quite practical things, like okay, that's what we are doing in the company, that's what we came across, that's what we decided to do because we had this and this problem. So they just like very openly uh, speak about their problems as well and failures as well. And uh, you can also see how much driven they are by what they're doing uh, and and, and their own struggles. So I guess if you just kind of listen to how they do that and uh, probably you don't have enough experience uh, in that, but at least you can, I don't know, create uh, create a structure of how you could pitch your, your story, how the big guys are doing this.
0: Yeah, and I, I also think that that idea of, of accepting your failures and even, like, showing that you've learned from them is a really new thing for some people. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, Silicon Valley, they do that all the time, but, you know, here in Finland or even, you know, they're very risk-averse, it, it, it always has to be that cool story. Of course, I'm, all, I'm kind of now picturing that, that press release where someone says, yeah, we went through a lot of shit, you know, and here's the terrible things that happened also. But that would really make it interesting for a journalist, mm-hmm. you know. We, we went through all kinds of terrible things and, and, and we came out the other end. That's a cool story.
1: It is and some, some, somehow I miss you know like just regular emails without press releases just saying okay so I have this and that and that so I, it might be interesting to you uh, and uh, well I guess because PR and marketing has become an industry there is a lot of stard- standardization and uh, there are some uh, standardizations also of how you uh, pitch to, to journalists but I guess somehow journalists are becoming immune to, to this standard approach, uh, and it might work only with the big companies that are probably less accessible for, for the journalists, so they take whatever is given <laughs> in a way. But uh, if you're uh, just a company that s- starts uh, its, it, 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 it's uh, path, probably uh, not following some standards is actually good. <laughs>
0: That is really good advice, which is what my last last question for you is, is that what is your advice? I mean, this is really actually I mean, we could almost end on that, you know, that that what a what a takeaway to say that companies kind of need to be non-standard. You know, we do have these standard methods, but maybe you have additional advice that you could give to uh, companies that would approach you and what you would like to see. Um, that would make your life easier, and so they're not wasting your time.
1: Mm. I would say uh, what I see a lot as a journalist, how desperate some companies look sometimes and trying to appeal to journalists and uh, probably just relax. Uh, journalists are regular people, and you, you don't need to kind of struggle to get the attention of journalists. Uh, so a bit less... Uh, <laughs> despair probably in the eyes and uh, in, in the emails. Uh, the other advice that I would like to give is uh, try to also learn about the publication. Don't just, you know, send, uh, I don't know, something like spam emails saying, okay, uh, let's meet, let's talk, I do this and that. I understand like that you have to come uh, through a long list of media and, and journalists trying to get your story through but uh, uh, try to make it maybe a bit more personal try to see what the person's actually writing about so for example we focus on r&d so you can get definitely get us if you uh, have some something uh, interesting to show us that you've done this research that's what you think where the product should be the solution should be that's our developers that's what kind of problems they're working on and we are going to combine it and put it on the market in this way so if there is a uh, uh, Kind of uh, uh, a more precise, uh, I don't know, roadmap that you're following. That that is also interesting. But show us the the, the real thing, the real numbers, uh, real people, real struggles, and uh, uh, try to understand what the media and the journalists actually write about. What what they're made of. So, for example, if you're trying to uh, appeal to Forbes, so. Again, they have their own approach. Uh, it also depends where uh, which uh, rubric you're going to, uh, to be. Is it more that you would like to be connected with, uh, I don't know, the social side of your product, so you can pitch it to those writing about the social aspect of technology. Or if you are more uh, of a hardcore developer, so you can uh, say, OK, so that's amazing stuff that I'm doing. I've been working. Uh, on this and I'm sure this is going to, to, to work out, so you, you uh, pitch it to, to the tech journalist who actually can speak to you on the same level will be interested in that. So probably personalize your, your pitches to, to the journalist and try to approach them personally definitely because uh, uh, actually that works pretty well and usually journalists uh, stick around. So once you approach someone personally and there is some interest, so stay in touch so stay inside touch, uh, see what the journalist is working next and they're going to appreciate that
0: thanks so much for your time really appreciate it. i mean some incredible insights i you know i tried sometimes to keep these down to you know only you know 10 minutes or something but but there's so much that you had to say that you know i'll either have to make it into two episodes or make everybody actually actually listen to the whole thing so i'm going to put a put something maybe up at the very beginning of this one that says, you have to listen to the whole thing.
1: Thank you so much. I'm very happy that it can be valuable.
0: It was great. Thanks so much. Thank you. This has been a Get Known Podcast bite from Slush 2019. The Get Known Podcast is produced by San Francisco Agency, located in beautiful but dark November, Helsinki, Finland. To hear more interviews with journalists and PR professionals, please subscribe to the Get Known Podcast feed. You can share your comments and questions directly to me by connecting with me on LinkedIn, Stephen Lee, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-E. I know there's a lot of them out there, but hey, you'll find me. Or you can send email to steve at Francisco.fi with the subject line, Get Known. Looking forward to hearing from you. All right. See you next time.